0: welcome to another episode of meta athletes of playbook we bring our coaches insights directly to our community and um coach b this is it's going to be a good one because i literally had you screaming at me right before uh right yeah. before we hopped on because we're just like you know what this is exactly uh, it's, it's exactly like we're on the same page on this but it's something that um i had a kind of a realization and um it kind of forced me to think um with with something that you were working on this week and it kind of was like a new i wouldn't say it's like new because like i understand the, the the very basic concept of of what you were talking about but it kind of made me think i was like you know what we should kind of dive into this a little bit more and so um we're gonna do that today but i gotta throw you a question coach b because um I'm kind of interested. Like I I never was like, I never grew up super interested in this, but shark week has like, has Uh. me obsessed for some reason. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like watching, you know, I have it on. It's like every single night, I think at 8 PM, there's a new episode of something, you know, like a new segment. And I'm like finding myself, like trying to get some stuff done and like eat dinner quickly. So I can go running and catch this new episode last night. It was, cocaine sharks which is like super crazy but it's it's like informational it's like i i view it as like a documentary so it's interesting to learn about this stuff but um i'm kind of curious does it have your attention at all or does it does it not really affect you guys and your family uh, at all
1: no and not really (laughs) but i i can tell you that i remember when shark week originally started and i don't know what year it was but i do remember i think it was either in high school or college and um all my friends would be talking about have you seen Shark Week? Have you heard about this thing on Shark like called Shark Week on the might have been a National Geographic channel or yep. a history channel, whatever it was? And I was like, no, what is that? And I remember watch sitting down on the couch watching it. It was like completely fascinated that it- it- was all these shows right. about sharks, whether it be sharks attacking or just learning about sharks. It was wild to think about. And the fact that it's still here. I don't even know how many years later. I mean, yeah. is pretty impressive, which goes to show you. And we kind of talk about like the difference between being good and being great. It's usually the common denominator is consistency and longevity, and the fact that Shark Week has been around this long it truly shows that it's that the greatness behind it, whether it be the producers, whether it be the shows, whether it be the stories. Um, the fact that alone that's been able to stay on TV this week and draw the amount of tension it has is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, it talk like all these things that we talk about, like consistency and adapting over time. Like they've had to find, I know like impractical jokers was like, yeah, media, that's awesome. you know, like, yeah. so they've done like a I really good that. job of like making it entertaining and like adapting over time and, and making it really, um, really relevant. But um, there's two things that I was watching yesterday. I'm just like, you know what coach B would really appreciate this one guy. And dude, it's crazy. Cause the biggest shark like advocates, are typically like people that have had like shark encounters. And I think it's so fascinating, but there's this guy that's like missing an arm and a leg and he's still in shark week. I'm just like this guy, like, you know, like nothing was going to stop him from like doing what he felt like he was like made to do. And, and, um, and he's become a huge advocate for it, but there was a call out in one of the shows and it was essentially, it was talking about these seals, you know, that, you know, because they get these great shots of sharks jumping out of the water or they call it breaching out of the water to grab one of these seals. And, um, there's a quote from the narrator. I was just like, this one has a scar. And so that tells you that he's going to be much smarter than the rest of the crew that he's hanging out with. And uh, he's probably not going to run into these issues again. I'm like, you know what? That's actually a, that's pretty insightful that this, you know, he he ran into an, ran into an issue and probably will not be in that scenario ever again because of what he went through. And so I was like, wow, I think coach would appreciate that call out. And it kind of falls in line with a lot of things that we talk about, but um. But yeah, well, I'll I'll let Shark Week go. We can kind of dive in today. You know, one of the um, one of the things that we wanted to to kind of discuss and go a little bit deeper in is this idea that you and I talk about of you know putting in the reps, and if we want yeah. to get better at something, we're gonna we have to practice, and there's really no other way to to get better at something other than putting in the reps and, and practicing it. Um, but you kind of brought this idea that um, it's a good practice, but it might be the difference between good and great because although we might be getting better at something that idea that we're getting better also makes us more effective at doing it and makes our body a little bit more effective for and and ready for taking on whether it's just going for a bike ride or just going for a run mm. or just weight training and um something that you made that you said that made me think was this is kind of why the cross training element is so important and not just from like a muscle group standpoint, Mm -hmm. but also like what happens in our brain, what happens neurologically Mm -hmm. when we um, are forced to get out of something that maybe we've been doing for a while and, Mm -hmm. and forced to do something new. And so, um, you know, someone in our community had mentioned that they've been doing kind of the same routine for quite a Mm -hmm. bit and it's helped them and, you know, I guess the best way to put it, put it is maybe it's almost like a plateau scenario, right. Mm, And for you and your response was, you know, that this is good, but maybe we should introduce, you know, some, some new training, some new workout uh, types and scenarios to kind of break through a little bit. And so, um, that's, that's the kind of discussion I want to bring to you and, and how you think about some of this stuff. Um, Cause I think that consistency is almost like the first level It's like, Hey, let's just yes. get, let's just walk. Let's just yeah. run. Let's just do something and just get move. you active, just move. Um, and now we're kind of elevating to that point where it's just like, okay, this is good. And this is, this is kind of the next step. And I guess that's what made me think a little bit. So uh, kind of curious what your thoughts on, on that are.
1: I think it's um, I think it's actually a pretty common mistake or common thing that starts happening to a lot of people when they start to exercise and they start to train and they start to hit a the plateau is the perfect word. They hit a plateau where they start to realize that I'm doing these things and my body isn't changing or I'm not getting any stronger or um, nothing's really happening at all. And I, you know, I wasn't getting the same kind of results that I was getting when I first started and that's really it's common, um, but what needs to happen is that it's it's this concept of um, if they're always in a state of comfort, nothing's ever going to change. And it's this right. concept of being efficient, right? Where to be for an athlete, we want them to be efficient. Like right? for an athlete, we want them to be efficient at their skills, at their running, at their skating, at their movement, because what we're trying to do is really help their Help them spend less energy performing what they need to perform. Because if I can improve somebody's running capabilities, whether they're their technique or, or their stride, that means for them to run a mile or run whatever distance they need to, it's going to cost them less energy, which is going to be calories. And if it costs them less energy, then they're going to have more calories and more energy to be able to put into their skill work or their skill development or their tactical strategies or their schoolwork, whatever it may be. Um, Efficiency is the name of the game when we're trying to improve somebody's athleticism um, and make them a better athlete, right? Right. Somebody, if you're working on somebody's one timer, you're going to practice it and practice and practice it until it becomes efficient. So they don't have to think about it. That's a concept of motor learning, but your body kind of works the same exact way. So if you decide to hop on a Peloton and do the same ride over and over and over again because you like it. What's going to happen is the first time you do it, you might be, you might burn, like, say, arbitrarily, I'm going to throw out a number. You might burn 500 calories. The second and third, second and fifth time, you might burn 490 calories. Right. And like, if you continuously do the same thing over and over again, what's going to start to happen is you might only burn like 400 calories or maybe even 350 because you become so efficient at hmm. doing the same resistance at this for the same amount of time repeatedly. And so you need to start to create some sort of change, whether in some variable, right? So uh, from a coaching standpoint, from a, um, a training standpoint, what we try to do is try to implement change with a variable. And that could be changing your your, your sets, your reps, the tempo, uh, the load that you would do, the distance that you, that you go, the velocity that you train in the calorie caloric expenditure, there's just so many different variables that you can manipulate. Um, but what we're looking to do is when you want to try to create some body composition changes, if we need to be able to introduce some sort of change. And we're just talking purely on a physical physical level right now. But uh, that change can be implemented at so many different levels from a mental level from a spiritual level. And if you really tried to introduce some level of change. It's going to be hard. It's going to be really challenging. Um, but you got to realize that change is necessary for any growth. And it's funny. You said that you said this quote right before we got on. And I, you know, I was going crazy because I have a friend that I work with and he had worked for the Rangers and he had worked with Elaine um, Bignot and, you know, right. The yeah, coaching, of course, yeah. so, and Elaine, you know, after, after a game, I think it was heated. It was, he was, he was upset. He was pissed off. And he told all the coaches and my guy, my buddy who was the video coach. And he's like, if nothing changes, nothing changes, you know? And <laughs> so when I, when we were together, you know, we, we were talking about some issues with, with, the with our group and, you know, um, where nothing would really change. And it's, and he and he busted out with that quote and he's like, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I sat back, I'm like, that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And it's brilliant because it's so simple. Yep. But if you actually think about it, it makes a ton of sense. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. And so people expect change to happen, but how is change going to happen right. if you do the same thing over yep. and over again? Have you ever read the book Who Moved My Cheese or ever heard of it? Yeah, I have. I, yeah, have. So- I actually didn't finish it,
0: but I started it. I'm halfway through. That's- I'm oh, glad you reminded me. I need to finish that one. But, I was, uh, at, I I, my- I
1: was like, telling my daughter about that. I was like, you need to read this book. Because it's like, um, I think we experience it. I know I do with 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 kids and my kids and and other people's kids. But um, you know they, they expect a, they expect a different result from doing the same thing over and right. over again. I'm like that, like you know we know that's a definition of insanity. But I'm like that's not going to happen. The things don't happen that way. Is that like you have to start to look for change if you're expecting a different result, right? So if she's not happy like the way she's swinging the bat, I'm like then change, do something right. different. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, so, yeah, so that's, it was, I love the concept of like, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I think um, anybody listening to this, if you can start to think about it at lots of different levels you know, and, and just step back and 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 kind of look at some things that maybe, maybe think they're going well for you or things that aren't going well for you. Think about how can you introduce some level of change to create a des- different desired response
0: it's it's brilliant, and I I love the quote because it really does make you think. And there, you know, I I think what's interesting about um, what you're talking about in terms of efficiency, you know, people are like, if you're gonna do the same bike ride, you might pedal yeah. a little bit faster and hit the same. But to me, it's fascinating from a science level to realize that if today I did a workout and I burned 500 calories, and I do the same workout for four weeks, and then four weeks from now. I would burn less calories because yeah. I'm getting more efficient, more strong. You know, like it's so simple to think, oh, well, you can just, you know, ride for a couple more minutes and hit the, you know, hit your goal. Yeah. But it's like the the thought process of what's happening at a, at a growth and science level within your body to make you more efficient over time. And that's what's fascinating to me. But also um, you had mentioned something about the way that you take in calories too, right? And, um, it goes back to the idea of like, you know, if you want to see change then you have to, there's something needs to, to change. And Definitely. if you do something for three weeks and nothing's really changing, then you have to go back to the drawing board and, and figure out something else to change. And I think that that's one of the most impa- important factors because you kind of come to grips with yourself and you start to reflect and you start to, you know, even if you're in your head, you're just like, I'm eating better. I'm working out, I'm, I'm doing, but nothing's really changing. Like your clothes aren't, are changing the way that they yeah. fit and your body composition's not changing. Your weight's not changing. Um that you have to come to grips and and realize that there needs to be some type of adapt or some type of change, Mm. uh, within the routine. And, you know, for myself, it was like, I was just like thinking about it. I'm like, there are things that, um, that I'll introduce. And I know like I'll instantly see some changes, you know, whether it could be my mood, it could be, uh, the way that I feel, it could be, um, you know, being sore, you know, like the next couple of days, there's things like that where I can, I can kind of feel I'm like, but, if you're working out and you know, and you're not, you're not getting sore or you're not, you know, like you don't feel like over the next couple of weeks, you know, a certain weight feels. if it feels the same, like something needs to change, right. There needs to be, yeah. um, but it happens at the reflection point. I think like they have to like,
1: Yes. I got to be aware. You have to right. be aware. Awareness. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's, that's the biggest key is like, um, cause I think when, when I was reading your, your messages, it just felt like, okay, almost maybe like going through the motions a little bit. Right. And like, you it's think ex- you're doing something good, but ex- you know, you're not like, and then boom, it goes that conversation of like being purposeful and intentional and like, um, and doing something for a specific purpose. And so, um, yeah, I think it's a great conversation. The, the, the quote from your video coach is really cool. It's really interesting to hear it at that that level, you know, to realize
1: (laughs) it's so simple. uh,
0: Yeah. It's like, okay, this is obviously not working. We need to shift things up and change it up. And, um, I'm kind of, you know, is there anything that comes up for you specifically where you're just like, Oh man, I was kind of doing this for a little bit and not really seeing some changes. So I needed to adapt something. Is there anything that comes up for you specifically?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think we all get in moments or getting, getting moods where, where things get some, get stale. Yeah. Right. And, and um, I'll give you an example. I think that tap that happens to me almost in, in my learning. Right. And so yeah. I get into moods or I, I notice moments where I, where maybe I do the same thing over and over again, or I'm saying the same things over and over again, sure. or I'm not being challenged. Um, to to learn and to grow in a certain way. And sometimes it's being, sometimes it's a moment with an athlete, you know, they could be asking me a certain thing. And you know what? I, I'm completely comfortable saying, I don't know. Like if an athlete comes mm-hmm. to me and say, Hey coach B, have you heard of this? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know, but I'll look it up and I'll get back to you. And usually sometimes that's the spark for me to be like, Oh, maybe I need to explore right. a different avenue of performance or different avenue of, of psychology that I've never really looked into before. Um, so then it'll challenge me to start reading or read something else different or look into something something different um, to try to help the people that I work with a little bit more effectively. Right? So yeah. I think those are the types of things that were where I recognize that I need to change, or it could be it could be a conversation. It could be with my spouse. It could be with my kids. It could be mm. uh, with another parent where I start to realize, you know what? Like maybe I need to look at things from a different lens. I think that's what I usually try to do is, is, is I use this analogy of um, trying to look at things through different lenses, right. right? And the lens is just a different perspective. Whereas if I only understood, like I'm gonna take training, for example, if I only looked at everything from, um, a powerlifting perspective and the powerlifting is all based around bench press, squat, deadlift, then I'm going to try to see every problem that I see is is going to be a solution based through powerlifting. I'm going to look at everything like, oh, how would a powerlifter look at this? Whereas instead, maybe I need to look at things from a physical therapist lens or mm-hmm. a yoga lens or a Pilates or a, um, like a track and field coach's lens or a hockey coach's lens. So then I can start to understand, and I'm not going to be an expert in every single one of those fields, but if I can start to understand what are the things that they're looking for, what are the things that they need, then I'm going to have a lots of different solutions that are going to be able to help somebody's performance change or somebody's bodies change or somebody's mechanics change. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's often a result of like sometimes being challenged by somebody else to be able to be forced myself to grow. And that's, that's coaching. That's mentoring. That's being being surrounded with other people who who want to grow and who want to get better. Um, so that's that's kind of like in areas of where I've recognized it within myself. Yeah.
0: No, it's interesting because um, you know we talked a little bit about the reflection point and finding awareness, but sometimes you need somebody else to bring the awareness to you, right? Like you said, like an athlete or somebody asking yeah. you something and then it brings you awareness, like, Oh shit, maybe I should know yeah. about this. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd like to be prepared next time when something like this happens. Um, no, that's really cool. One, one that stood out to me, coach B and this is really interesting because, um, when I started working in an office, I started obviously having this horrible habit of like being seated for hours oh, a yeah, day. Right. Yeah. And, um, I started developing like really bad like sciatica symptoms and pain, where like um like lower back, but also like shooting down my leg. And anytime I would be seated or driving and I would stand up, it would be like painful. It'd be like chronic pain in my back, in my in my uh legs. And this was going on for like like way past what I was like doing research on on like you know, general sciatica symptoms. And it was going on like for like a year, almost two years of like having like almost like chronic pain in my back. And recently I've just like realized like I have zero pain and I have like I you know it's amazing like it's just totally gone like I I I was going to the chiropractor I was thinking about getting into massage therapy and um it just it like hit me like probably a couple months ago I'm just like I just woke up one day I was just like wait a second like I don't (laughs) I don't have like this chronic pain that I was used to having and I just remember like even like standing up for long periods of time like would put stress on on the certain part of my body and Mm -hmm. um I really like. It, for me it's it was just getting way more active you know putting some time into mobility and stretching and um really just moving my body more yeah. and it's crazy how like i didn't need to you know i think a lot of people think like i need to attack this symptom with like yeah. a chiropractor or i need to attack right. the symptom with huh. therapy, or a product or a tool um and in my in my scenario of having this pain <laughs> nothing really changed like i wasn't getting more active and I, actually i think i was getting less active because i was just like oh i don't want to like i don't want this to like yes up and, yep. like, get really bad and like put me out of commission and not be able to walk and um it, like this conversation that i saw you having it just like riding me i was just like massive things changed and then it, i saw the change in yeah. my body, right and um it was almost to a point where like i wasn't even realizing it at the time but like i i I look back, I'm just like, Oh man, ever since I've been a lot more active, like training every day, like I've had zero symptoms. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just hear these like horror stories of people like, Oh, I have bad knee pain and bad back pain. I'm like, man, I was like, I was in that scenario, but it's gone. It's like, you know, your your body will get better. And unless there's something like terribly wrong, like, you know, like a torn ligament or something's wrong with your body that, that, that stress is going to, you know, maybe make symptoms worse. Um, I just feel so like people, my age, 29, 28, 27, talking about like bad, young. Pain and bad back pain. I'm just like, no, like you just need to, you know, like you just got to take care of yourself a little better and yeah. your body will adapt. And you, you know, you, you, the same, the same issues that a lot of people have, right. You know, they're on office worker and they have bad back issues. And mm-hmm. then I'm just telling them, this is like, if you just, you know, if you start to get active, you kind of push through a little bit, you'll start to realize that so many symptoms will, will go away, will go away. But if nothing changes, nothing changes, nothing. right? So it kind of goes back to this conversation that you and I are having.
1: And I think some people just want change to happen without doing anything.
0: Right. Sure. And, and then once
1: once you realize that change is and change is inevitable, right? And once you can start to accept the fact that change is necessary for life to happen, right? Like right. and change is change not good, a change, you know, change. So a lot of people that look at change as always being bad. Right. So change can be bad. Change could be a good thing. Um, but change is inevitable. And a lot of change always happens based on how you you decide to look at it. Right. Right. Like you're going to move across the country. It could be fearful. It could be scary. You may not know anybody. You're going to take a new job. Um, and you're not going to know anybody in the organization and it's going to be, it's going to be different. But once you accept the fact that like, listen, like I know things are going to be different. I know things are going to change. Um, A lot of it's going to come down to how I decide to look at it. And I think the best way to put it is that change is a process, right? We talk about the process versus outcomes, like change is going to happen and change is going to be inevitable. And if you, if you don't like the way you look, if you don't like, like the way you feel, if you don't like the way you think, then you got to change, you know? And that's, you know, we always talk about, it comes down to awareness. So you've got to be able to recognize, you know, what's my body feel like, what's my mind feel like? What's my spirit feel like? And sometimes I notice it all the time. Like people will say like, Oh, I just noticed I'm really angry. I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? You know, like, this is a classic one. I I had an athlete talk to me before he was a transfer and he was, he was always angry. He was always angry. He was always um, upset. And he always dealt with difficult situations in one way. And I remember he came into my office and he'd be like, coach B, I don't like the way I feel like, I'm Hmm. like, well, what are you talking about? Tell me about it. And he's just like, he's like, well, I just get angry. Like every situation that starts to happen. If like, I'm not playing well, if I'm not performing well, like I just get angry. And I, I would say, well, how's that working out for you? And he's like, it's not, he's like, that's why I'm coming to talk to you. It's not working out for me. And I, and I think uh, a lot of us, we, we, we go through life on autopilot. We go through things like where, uh, you're not even thinking about things and you can go into the gym, right? You go to a gym, if you go to a public gym, you'll see it all the time. People just go through the motions, you know,
0: percent,
1: yeah. you, 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 and people go through the motions doing their thing and they don't realize. And so did this athletes, um, you know, benefit. He realized and recognized he's like, he's like, things aren't working out for me. I need to be able to introduce some change. And I'm going to ask somebody else to notice and to help me to try to introduce these changes. So, um, I think for every single one of us, it happens at different stages within our life. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, I think it, a lot of it comes down to just being aware, recognizing like, you know, I might need help in a certain area. Let me go ask for them because coaches are change makers, right? Like any a coach or a mentor is a change maker. They're trying to help you introduce change right. within your life. And I, I think what it comes down to is really re- recognizing that change isn't a bad thing. It's just a process. Um, there's one thing I, I want to share that we often, um, we'll put up on our screens and, you know, we talk to the athletes about, um, three stages in in the growth process of being like a, a committed athlete. Like the, one of the things that we always talk about is being a 24 hour athlete and really recognizing that your performance in the gym or in the court or in the arena is a product of what the, of the, the, the things and the actions and decisions you make outside of, right. um, the actual gym and arena. And so the first stage is, is you do the workout, right? You don't do anything more. You don't do anything less. You get tired and you're satisfied. Um, at this stage, anything that you do is going to make you better. So you see some improvement. Um, and a lot of people never really move beyond this stage. The second stage is you realize you must do something more to continue to improve. So hmm. now you work the workout. You put more into it mentally and physically. You realize that just doing the workout is not enough, You must have good technique. You must concentrate. You must push yourself. Many will stop here. And then the third stage, this is where the big dogs play. You have to train to the workout. That's a whole new level of commitment and concentration. You must prepare mentally and physically in advance for the training session. You have to be at your best every single day. And in my experience, this is a select group. Um, they see the results, they see the fruits of their labor because they consciously choose to train the workout Hmm. and to be the best. It means that you have to be uncomfortable, right? You got to make sacrifices, you have to make choices and you have to do things differently than other people. And it was funny. Like I I brought my son into train today and we've got one of our pros are coming back and, and to train with us for the next six weeks. And, you know, after the training session was over, he just had a stick and a tennis ball. And he's hitting it off the wall and he's trying to hit the ball with the knob of a stick. Like, so hit, hit it off the wall, hit it with the knob, hit it off the wow. wall, hit it with the knob. And I was telling my son, I said, this is, this is a difference between being good and great. This mm-hmm. kid was an all two time all American. Um, and he aspires to have a long professional career. Like look at everything this kid does and just watch him and absorb it. And realize that he's not messing around with the reps he's putting in. He's trying to dial in every single rep. We, you know, we went to—I know I'm going on now, but we went to um, MLB, uh, a Yankees game earlier this week, and we were watching. I don't know who it was, but he was—he was, he was going to throw the next day, so he was doing a bullpen session. Every single rep he took was elite. Like every single rep was dialed in. There was people, there's fans there asking for a ball, asking for autograph, like all these things. And he was completely focused on the tasks that he was supposed to do. We watched Justin Verlander warm up before the game. He's throwing um, long toss and he's thrown from center field to whoever he's throwing with on the, on the left field line. Everything was the, was on a line, was a Mm. dart, an absolute bullet. And he the guy didn't have to move. Like everything was to his glove every single time. So the amount of precision that pros have is insane, And that's why they're pros, right right? there's a reason why there's a select few that are pros. Obviously, their genetics are in a different level, but the amount of reps that they put in are 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 different. And they recognize that they've got to change. That they've got to adapt. and they've that's why so many people look at different coaches, They'll look at different mentors, like, how can I improve? How can I get better? um, in so many different ways. And that's where that, that third stage is, is recognizing that change is a part of the growth process and it's got to happen. And I've got to find ways to adapt. I got to find ways to get better each and every single day.
0: It's, it really is fascinating. And I love the the three step or the three, you know, kind of phases that you outlined. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, somebody that comes in and, you know, I remember one of my mentors used to tell me, he's like, he's like, dude, you're just coming to practice, but like, we need somebody that's going to show up early and stay late. And so like, you kind of like reminded me, of like, there's like people that show up for practice, there's people yes. that come early and show up for practice. And then there's people that come early, show up for practice and stay after late to keep yeah. working. And I'm like, it's this, um it's a level of preparedness, like you mentioned, but mm-hmm. it's also like, Extremely intentional, extremely intentional. purposeful, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I love that. It's a it's a great call out, and I think it's great um, that three step approach. I think it's a great way to to end this episode because it really does kind of. I guess the whole conversation at first was just like, uh, you have to have awareness to what's going mm. on. You have to to be intentional, and then to reflect on am I seeing change or am I, am I measuring this? And is it, is it something that I need to like, okay, I need to ramp it up and do something else. I need to step out and and do a different type of training. And so um, I think when it comes to overall, you know, health and wellness, I think it's an important conversation because there's so many people like you mentioned, Mm. Oh, I go to the gym five days a week. (laughs) But like, you know, like, are are you prepared? Are you, are you intentionally doing something? Are you you reflecting and realizing that it's worth your time to do so? And um, even though that person, over time they're getting better. It's just, you know, if you're going to spend 45 minutes or it's like 15 minutes to get there, 45 minutes in gym, 15 minutes back, then you have to shower. Like, Is your hour and a half to two hours, like, could it be more effective? And I think that Mm -hmm. for overall health and wellness, I think that that's the differentiator is like, if I'm going to spend this time to get better, I want to chase after two to 3%, not just like the 0.01 of just showing up and and going through the motions. Right. So um, I think that that's what I think we can kind of, leave people with today's you know evaluate what they're doing yes. and and see you know where can i make some change to increase the level of result that they're looking for but um but awesome episode coach b um in case you were wondering sharks versus snakes tonight (laughs) oh that's a good one (laughs) big showdown i have no idea how that even correlates there was one it was sharks versus crocodile i'm like okay this is kind of like a little bit more in the same league but sharks versus snakes i don't really get but i thought i'd uh thought i'd let you know just in case you guys were curious of it
1: thanks drew i always appreciate your (laughs) suggestions (laughs) all
0: right guys all right talk soon appreciate you guys see everybody next week
1: see ya